What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. This is episode 25. I know, again, I've been slacking on the episodes a little bit, but, you know, so many things have been just getting in the way of making these episodes. But nonetheless, we're back. Uh, We're going to be talking. Actually, uh, I'm not even going to give it an not even going to give an intro. Let's get right into it. Let's get right down to the wild card race. Uh, Let's talk MLB because that's what we're probably going to be talking about for this next episode. Probably talk a little football too. Who knows? Uh, I don't know what I'll decide on, but uh, let, let, let's start with uh, MLB. The Yankees finished their series the other night against Toronto. Uh, huge win, by the way. That's their ninety-first. That's the Yankees' ninety-first win of the season after going down two-one early. Uh, Yankees got it together. They shrunk together. I believe it was the sixth inning, either the sixth or the seventh. I think it was the sixth. They had a three-home run inning. Anthony Rizzo uh, hit an absolute bomb off Robbie Ray uh, to give the Yankees a uh, or pull the Yankees to a 2-2 tie. Then uh, Aaron Judge does it again, goes deep for the second time in that game. 3-2 Yankees. And then a couple batters later, Gleyber Torres, dead center moonshot. Yankees take a 5-2 lead. They run the potential A L Cy Young Award winner, uh, or the AL Cy Young Award front runner, uh, for the uh, they chased him out of the game. So that and honestly, that was huge because that 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 was a game they needed to absolutely win. Uh, if they don't, they're only one. They're only they're still they would still only be one game up on like the Red Sox and Mariners. And that reminds me, uh, the Red Sox lost the other night against the Orioles. They dropped two out of three. Safe to say things aren't going their way uh, uh, as they're tied with Seattle for the second wildcard spot. Yes, you heard me correctly. They are tied with the Seattle Mariners for the second wildcard spot. And that's the thing. Boston has to – if Boston wants to make the playoffs, they have to take – I'm going to be honest. Like I said, I'm not a Red Sox fan. I, I don't know what's going through Red Sox fans' heads. Uh, obviously, I'm a Yankees fan, but Boston legitimately needs to sweep the series if they want any chance. If there's any chance, like, yeah, two out of three games are good against the Nationals, but if Seattle if Seattle wins, and, and I just checked their schedule, uh, I believe that if they win all three of their games against the Angels, like the Red, the Red Sox are officially out. The, the like the Red Sox are oh no it's yeah it's all three games their last three games against the Angels. If, if if Seattle wins the last three games against LA, they're in. Like Seattle will break their break the longest postseason drought of any team in MLB history. And you know what? I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. You know, you know, again, Seattle fans, like, I mean, yeah, they saw a Super Bowl with the Seahawks back in, I think, what, 2013? But again, they got, the, and they, they lost their basketball team all those years ago. Uh, you know, the Seahawks moving from Seattle, Oklahoma. So I think it's, it would be great to see them in the playoffs, give them something to uh, cheer for, and especially... And, and you know who knows if they if they go far, who knows? We have yet to see. 
But uh, I, I think, again, the American League, that just brings up my next point. The American League wildcard race has been some of the best baseball to watch. If you haven't been paying attention, you've been, probably been living under a rock. I mean, it's been an absolute dogfight between the Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, and Blue Jays. And the Yankees, that series was huge. That series was huge. Because if you drop two games there, not even two games, if you drop three games there, if you got swept by Toronto, you're you're in the thick of it with Boston and Seattle. I know it's only a two-game difference here, but you'd most likely be tied. It'd most likely be a three-way tie between the Yankees, Red Sox, and Mariners right now. That's what we're looking at. And the Mariners, in their last 10 games, they're red hot. They're 9-1 in their last 10 games. They're on a four-game winning streak. I mean... It's it's been something else to watch. I mean, it, it's been really interesting, and that reminds me. What well, was speaking of uh, what's well, speaking of uh, the MLB playoffs? Uh, the let's go to the division. Let's go to the divisions. Uh, the NL East. The Braves have clinched the NL East for the fourth consecutive year. The Philadelphia Phillies are out of the playoffs officially, so their playoff hopes shattered, at least this season. But uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, Milwaukee took the uh, NL Central as well. They clinched. So, and, and these are all the division leaders. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Houston also clinched the West. I think that's for, like, the fifth straight year. Uh, they are 93-66. and 66. Yeah, But, yeah, here are all the uh, division leaders as of now. I think all the divisions are set. Now it's just determining the wild card positioning, at least in the American League, because no team in the American League is clinched yet. At least in the, again, like I said, at least in the wild card. Uh, but the NL wild card is already set. Uh, the Dodgers, 103 wins, 56 losses. Uh, St. Louis, 89 wins, 70 losses. Uh, and St. Louis has been p- playing some pretty good baseball as well. I mean, I, I mean, they were on what? They were on like a 17-game winning streak. I mean, 17-game winning streak and you punch your ticket to the playoffs, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, the entire lineup, especially, I believe it's Tyler O'Neill. I want to say. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill, the likes of Nolan Arenado. Of course, you got Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina. Uh, you know, all those bats are coming alive. For the Cardinals, pitching's been great in those 17 games. But, uh, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be a tough opponent to beat for them. but Because, you know, it's the defending World Series champions. They're not going to do- go down lightly. But, you know, it should it should still be an interesting matchup. And, uh, again, the NL division leaders, uh, San Francisco, 105... Uh, 105 wins. That's the major league uh, lead in wins. No other team has hit the, besides the LA Dodgers, no other team has hit the 100-plus win mark. No one has. And I have a feeling, that, I have a feeling with, the Giants are on, and that's another thing, the Giants are on a six-game winning streak. That's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see once October baseball gets started. But uh, again, yeah, so just figured I'd highlight that. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia, unfortunately, they're out. Uh, but I, I think another big storyline here 
is the San Diego Padres missing the playoffs? Because, I mean, I I don't think anyone expected that at the beginning of the season, uh, especially Padres fans. Because for the first time in a very long time, Padres fans had expectations. Like, they had hope. You know, you got Ma- you know, you got a power bat in Manny Machado. You got an absolute stud uh, in Fernando Tatis Jr. Arguably the face, if not the face of baseball. I mean, you you probably have to debate that. I mean, again, that that's for you guys to decide, not me. Uh, I mean, arguably, but he's arguably the face of baseball. Uh, it's either between him or Shohei Otani, maybe even Vlad Jr. Uh, but again, you know, again, when you have guys like that in the lineup, anything is possible. I mean, you have a, you have a chance to win a lot of games, but the Padres just did not do that. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, what, what, let's, let's go to their schedule. I want to see, cause they have not played well against divisional opponents uh if i'm not mistaken i i i could be wrong i think according to espn i think they lost like 27 of like their last 30 games uh and then of course they have this their last series of the season of course against the san francisco giants and yeah i mean it is just it just hasn't been looking good for the Padres this season. Like the second half of the season, it's been pretty depressing. If you're a Padres fan, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You almost get like that series against Arizona in August, like August 12th, like that series. I'm not talking about like, well, yeah, that, that series against Arizona, uh, like August 12th almost gets swept. I'm pretty sure. I think back in August, that's when that no-hitter happened. I could be wrong, but just the pitchers, the pitchers got absolutely lit up. You Darvish got lit up. I mean, Blake Snell, the entire bullpen, not even just the starting rotation, just the entire bullpen itself uh, got absolutely hammered, especially by divisional opponents. And then, of course, I mean... I saw a stat somewhere. I think it's like they lost like 27 of like their last 30 something games. I could be wrong about that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, again, not a good luck. You have, and then what you drop two out of three to the Phillies. You get, you get swept by Colorado after that Arizona series. So that's not good. And then you drop two out of three to Philly. Then you get swept by the Dodgers at home. Uh, and then a couple series later, flash forward, you get swept by the Dodgers in in L.A. against the Dodgers on the road. Uh, you split with the Giants, but then you get absolutely destroyed by the... Then they got absolutely crushed by the Cardinals. I mean, and then San Fran took two out of three, and then you got swept by the Braves, and then you got swept by the Dodgers. I mean, let's face it. Those last six games I just mentioned, probably no, actually not even six games. Probably those last ten games, right there, they needed to win like eighty percent of those games. If not, may if I'm, 
if not maybe like 70% of those games. Like they needed to because like again, they were right there. They were right there on the wild card spot. And uh, unfortunately the car the Cardinals got hot. Unfortunately for them, the Cardinals got hot at the right time. And I mean I mean, honestly, I, I don't know what to think of it again. I'm not a Padres fan, but I think they'll be back. Uh, but I think they're definitely going to be back. But who knows what changes they're going to ma- be making uh, in the offseason. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, whether it's managerial changes, whether it's not it's uh, pitching coach changes, or whether or not they end up shipping some uh, players out. Who knows? Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. But, uh, yeah, and then let's go to the Cincinnati Reds. You know, a team that basically was getting carried by the likes of Joey Votto, uh, Jonathan India, and Nick Castellanos. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I think that's one of I think that's one of the teams everyone wanted to see in. Everyone wanted to everyone wanted to see the Reds in, unless you're like a divisional opponent of the Reds. I mean, and again, this goes back to some again, some of the other games later in the schedule. I mean, they racked off a couple wins against Washington, but again, they dropped those two games to Chicago, didn't help. Uh and if you look between September 10th, those games between September 10th and September 16th, uh, they lost four in a row. They they won against St. Louis the first game 4-2, September 10th. And then September 16th against Pittsburgh, they won 1-0, but they lost four straight on top of that. I mean, August has been so – and August has been a little bit of a rough, a rough month. Like, they got off to a really rough start uh, through those first, I believe, six or seven games. They were like one in five in those first six games, and that those were two series. Uh, those were on uh, that. That wasn't even August. My mistake. That was July. That was back in July, Friday, July sixteenth. Like th- those, because again, I'm looking at the uh, ESPN and what they have on their schedules. Uh, but yeah, back July sixteenth, they got swept by the Milwaukee. They dropped two out of three to the Mets. I mean, things look. I mean, things look promising. They took a series against St. Louis. Then they swept the Cubs, took two out of three from the Mets again, uh, split with Minnesota, and then swept Pittsburgh. So it looked like things were going to go well. They they then proceed to lose three straight and then uh, take two out of three from Philly. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't even like the Reds had a, like a particularly bad stretch of games over the course of the last couple of months. It's not like they lost like 10 in a row or something. Or like, but again, again, when, when September, when August, when August ends and September begins, I mean, those losses pile up. And if they pile up, they don't help at all. I mean, they just put you, cause again, there's not much baseball left. Basically got till the first, you basically got till like the end of September to really uh, catch up. I mean. And again, that's that's what happened here over the last couple months. The losses piled up. I mean, this is basically their series. This is basically their uh, season-ending series right here, playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I, I was I, I really wanted to see. I can't lie. I really wanted to see the Reds make the wild card game. I really wanted to see them uh, 
make the playoffs, you know, especially for Joey Votto. That guy's been an absolute warrior for the team. I mean, he, I mean, let's be honest. He's been there since forever. I think he, let's see how many years he's played. Uh, he played from two, th- like, 14, like 14, 15 years. He spent his whole career there. I, I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly want to see them back in the playoffs just so, just for like Joey Votto. I want to see him win a World Series ring or make a deep playoff push with the Reds. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was coughing there a little bit. But, uh, I just, sorry, I was, sorry, I just went deliberately silent for like 10 seconds. I mean, I mean, let's be, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But because I, I literally, the phone, the phone was just ringing in my house. So if I, if you guys didn't hear anything for like 10 seconds, that, that was probably why I was, uh, I was trying to, uh, listen to see who was leaving me, a me- leaving a message. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, so I, I I I'd honestly want to see Joey Votto go on a deep playoff run. Uh, and again, this is a this is just another promising year for another team that was on the upswing. And and trust me, they're still on the upswing. They're in good hands with Nick Castellanos and Jonathan India. Trust me, they're in good hands. But again, I mean, they kind of just faltered at the end, and it. In the end, it didn't help them. But uh, again, and again, talking about, I'm going to be honest. I, I, and I, I said, I know I said I was going to talk about football, but honestly, I don't even know if I want to talk about football. Because, you know, my team, I, 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 I'm not going to, because I really don't want to talk about how badly, how badly the Giants have been in the season. Shocker, the Giants being bad. Like, they've been bad for, like, the last, like, five seasons. Let's be real, Giants fans. Like, and it was oh, oh off to an 0-3 start. I mean, the Cowboys, they're leading the division. I honestly don't even want to go too too far into it. But, and again, I mean, there are a couple teams that are surprising so far. I mean, the NFC West, the Rams are 3-0. Cardinals are 3-0. NFC South, Panthers are 3-0. Uh, who, who, who would have thought that, uh, we'd be saying the Panthers are, uh, three and oh, uh, let's be on, let's be honest. But again, let's go to the AFC real quick. Bills lead the division, uh, with two wins, uh, AFC West Raiders are three and oh, Broncos are three and oh, uh, Chargers are two and one and the Chiefs are one and two, uh, AFC North, the Bengals are three and one. Ravens are two and one, Browns are two and one, and the Steelers are one and two. And the AFC South, Titans are two and one, Texans are one and two, and the Colts and Jaguars are zero and three and zero and four respectively. So, uh, yeah, so it looks like it's a tough time for Trevor Lawrence out there in Jacksonville. But again, it's been interesting. But if you're a Giants fan like me, uh. 
it's not fun. It's really not fun. And to be honest, you could be a fan of another. I mean, I'm sure Jets fans aren't having that much of a fun time either right now. The Jets are also 0-3. So really, none, none of us are having fun. Like us, like Giants and Jets fans, we're not we're not having fun. Like Jaguars 0-4. Jaguars fans aren't having fun. I mean, Colts fans, they're not having fun either. 0-3. So and I, I don't think Chiefs fans expected to be last in the AFC West through three weeks. So I don't think they're having fun, at least yet. I'm sure they'll turn it around. They have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. So I'm sure they'll get it together. Lions fans, shocker. Uh, they're not having fun. I mean, let's be honest. And, and that that's another th- that's a thing, actually, I want to bring up before I go back to baseball for a little bit. Uh, it wasn't Matt Stafford. That was bad in Detroit. It was the Detroit Lions. It was literally the Lions. Like, I, I hate to be that guy, but I and I hate to ruffle some skins for Detroit sports fans or Detroit, more specifically, Detroit Lions fans. But if you're a quarterback and you're going to Detroit, your career is going to die. Let's face it. I mean... You could you could take it up with me on my comment in my comment section on my uh, Instagram at here's the thing sports. So be it. You can hit those DMs and argue with me all you want. But let's face it. Once Matt, it's looking like Matt Stafford has still has the potential and capability to be a good quarterback in this league. And right now, him and the Rams are and him and the Rams. Uh, right now, him and the Rams are pulling it together, three and zero. And you know what? I'm rooting for the guy. I'm absolutely rooting for the guy. I want to see him succeed in LA. I want to see him succeed with the Rams. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. But uh, at the same time, I feel bad for Jared Goff. Like, you know, guy led this guy helped lead the Rams to a Super Bowl appearance, and then Rams kind of just fell off a little bit, and then they basically just sent them, basically sent this career to rot, and. I'm gonna be like I said. It's the truth when it comes to the when it comes to the Detroit Lions. I mean, when's the last time they've made the playoffs? When's the last time they made the playoffs? You know what? You know what? This has been this has been interesting. I'm actually gonna look that up. I'm gonna look that up. Last time Detroit Lions made the playoffs. Let's see. Uh. Let's see. Okay, it's not even saying. Oh, here we go. Pro Football Reference: Detroit Lions playoff history. Let's see. Oh, they they 2016, 2016 playoffs, uh, when they got destroyed by Seattle. And the last time since then, 2014, and then 2011. And then the last time since 2011 was 1999. I mean, they just can't. I mean, every postseason spot it's been, they've been in the wild card game and they've lost. Like, at least from what I'm seeing. Yeah, except the 1991 playoffs. The 1991, that's when they got to the conference championships and lost, got blown out by the Redskins. Or my, my mistake, the Washington football team. But 
I mean, but in, in terms of playoff history, hasn't treated Detroit well. I mean, the early years looked pretty good. I mean, from like the 19, from again, like I said, I'm on pro football reference. That's how I'm looking at all this. That's how I know all this information right now. From like the 1935 playoffs, uh, nine, 1952 playoffs, 1953 playoffs. That That's another thing. After the 1950, 35, play, wait, did I say 53 before or 35? Like after the 1935 playoffs, again, it looked like they went on a playoff drought for like 17 years because then that their next playoff appearance was 1952 after 1935. That's a 17-year playoff drought. Like, geez. And I know it's like it's 2021. Like, I know wild card is technically playoffs, but they haven't been in the divisional round game. When's the last time they've been in the divisional round and or have have gotten further than the wild card? 1991? Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and the thing is, I feel bad for Lions fans. They deserve better than this. They deserve absolutely better than what than what they've been getting the last like decade or two. And I say last decade or two because almost every almost every year is filled with promise just to uh just to, just to collapse early in the season and on top of that they wait again and I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers if you're a Detroit sports fan uh you might want to skip over this part of the podcast but again they wasted the prime of Calvin Johnson of Megatron arguably one of the greatest wide receivers in the in the in you know the last like 20 years, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. He, 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 he was their best. He, he was their best player in like franchise history for, well, not in franchise history, but you, you know what I'm saying? In the last like 15 years, it, it's been Calvin Johnson. Uh, and, and obviously but again, he didn't want to, you know, and he only played like eight years. That's the thing. I mean, if he played longer, I think he, I think he easily could have been easily been up there in like the top, top five greatest receivers of all time, honestly. But again, Detroit didn't really build around them. And again, it didn't pan out. And you know what? I mean, that's what happens. That's that's what happens. But again, and yeah, they wasted one of the greatest wide receivers this generation has ever seen. Oh, and and again, you can pro you could probably make that case for uh, the Cardinals with Larry Fitzgerald as well. Because <clears throat> let's be real, I I I wanted to see him win that Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, but. After that, like, you know, what quarterbacks aside, you know, putting aside and not taking into account the quarterback they have now, which is Kyler Murray. How, what other quarterbacks did he have, like, after Kurt Warner? What was it, like, like Carson Palmer and maybe, like, Josh Rosen for a little bit? Not even Carson Palmer, I think Derek Anderson. 
what else? Uh, again, I think jo- Josh Rosen for all of like three games before, like Rosen basically wasn't given another chance and he got bounced around. Yeah, so uh, up until up until Kyler Murray came along for the Cardinals, uh, it's and, and obviously you know Kurt Warner was was pretty good with the was a huge uh, factor for the Cardinals. I know he was at the end of his career, but Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald was special that season. But again, aside from Kurt Warner and Kyler Murray. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't had many, hasn't had much, hasn't had many uh, good quarterbacks uh, throughout his career that is thrown to him. So, I mean, I, and I and I know I hate hate to break Cardinals fans' balls uh, too, but I mean that's that's kind of what happens here. I mean, but anyway, uh, to be honest, I figured I just get that little rant out of the way uh i'm might as well hop back in the baseball um just talk about what the you know the playoff implications are even though i already talked about some of the playoff implications specifically in the wild card uh i more specifically i'm going to be talking about the uh four-way tie the potential the potential idea of a four-way wild card tie so I'll, i'll get into that in just a moment Anyway, anyway, let's uh, get right into the uh, potential. As, like I said before, I was going to talk about the uh, potential, the potential possibility of a four-way tie for the two AI wildcard spots. And uh, this is something that I saw on Talking Baseball's Instagram page. Go check them out. Uh, great page. I mean, it, it's just great. They post highlights. They post some interesting statistics. I mean, and it's just a fun page to follow. Like, especially if you're just like just a regular baseball fan. Like if you don't, even if you don't have like a favorite team, I highly recommend giving Talking Baseball a follow. Uh, But anyway, this is what they uh, posted on their Twitter and on their Instagram. Uh, A four-way tie. In order for that to happen, the Yankees would have to go two and two. Red Sox go three and one, Mariners go three and zero, and the Blue Jays go four and zero. But that possibility, I believe, is I think it's out the window at this point. Uh, I mean, well, let's just check. Unless the Red Sox play four games against the Nationals, and they, I don't think they do. They actually play three. No, they play three games. So the four game. The four-game tie for the uh, or the four-way tie for the two AL wildcard spots is basically out of the picture, I think, at this point. Although the possibility might just be there a little bit, a tad bit. But again, the Yankees did what they needed to do the other night. They took two out of three from Toronto. And can I just say that was a huge, that was a huge series for the Yankees. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna lie. That series gave me some, some, a little bit of anxiety because, as any Yankees fan like myself that knows, if you watched the last series at Yankee Stadium when the Blue Jays came to town, uh, the Yankees got swept. They got absolutely bombarded. I mean, 
I mean, they just couldn't hit. They couldn't hit against the Blue Jays. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't stop they couldn't stop the Blue Jays hitters. I mean, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, and of course Marcus Simeon were all hitting absolute moonshots out of Yankee Stadium. So that didn't help the Yankees cause at all. But it, it, it this series they turned it around. I mean, two out. Of, I honestly would have preferred the sweep. I really, I really would have uh, preferred the sweep. But again, two out of three, not bad, uh, especially considering who was on the mound uh, last night uh, for for the Blue Jays. Uh, again, like I probably mentioned this earlier in the podcast, it was uh, Robbie Ray, the current front runner for the AL Cy Young. Uh, Award and potential a AL Cy Young uh, Award winner. Who knows? But uh, and you know, Judge got to him. Judge got to uh, Robbie Ray early. He hit a solo shot in the first, huge. And then obviously Toronto would come back, make it two one. But then that sixth inning, that sixth inning was the turning point. Hitting three runs, three home runs in that inning against Robbie Ray. That was the turning point of that inning, and that was the turning point of that game. It started with uh, Anthony Rizzo tying the game at two, then Aaron Judge hitting his second home run of the night. Uh, I believe that's his 35th, I think maybe 36th home run on the year. Uh, I'm going to double-check that. I'm going to backtrack and make sure I am not uh, missing anything. Uh, uh, Make sure I didn't get that wrong. Uh, let's see. Oh no, that's his, uh, that, that was his 39th home run. Huh? Yeah. That was his, uh, 39th home run of the season. He might be joining the 40 Homer, uh, club this season before it's all said and done. And here's another thing. Well, I mean, let's look at his, like, I mean, let's see. He's homered three times in this three-game series versus uh, Toronto. And I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's – I mean, again, I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm loving the fact that he had a multi-homer game, you know. But, yeah, he's got 39 home runs this season and 97 RBIs. Uh I to be honest, I I hope he hits over 40 home runs this season. I think he can do it, uh, but again, it's going to be a little tough with uh, Tampa coming to town. Which that reminds me, uh, Sunday, Sunday, the last game of the season and the last game at the last regular seat, yeah, last regular season game at Yankee Stadium. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be there with one of my buddies. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be watching that game live. I think we're like, I think we're like, we're, we're in like left field. I believe we're above the, somewhere above the visitors bullpen. So I'm pretty fired up. I'm going to be driving down to the Bronx. It's, I'm going to, it's just going to be a fun time all around. Uh, it would be even, even more of a fun time if the Yankees won that day. But uh, yeah, so yeah. But again, going back to that series, Going back to that series against Toronto, that was huge. Like I said, they needed to, they uh, they needed to take that series by all means. 
by all means, because if you if you don't take that series, you, like I said, I mentioned it before, you drop two out of three or you get swept, you're you're right in you're right in the muck of it with the Red Sox and Mariners. And let's face it, I mean, with, even with you know being up two games for for the top wild card spot, they're they're still kind of right in the they're still kind of right in the middle of it, right in the thick of it, I should say. But uh, you know, it's it's been interesting to watch. I mean. I mean, let's be honest. At the beginning of the season, it was it was really depressing watching the Yankees at the beginning of the season. That first half, when they started like five and eleven or five and ten, it was not fun. Like the for like April, May, and June, it was not fun to be a Yankees fan. Like let's be. I mean, I'm just being honest. I think what I think their first half record was like forty two and forty one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm. I, I think it was like forty-two and forty-one. I. Uh, I I could be wrong. Uh, it was like it was something like that. It was like forty-two. It was like forty-two and forty-one. I mean. I gotta check that. I got. I gotta check that. Again, I'm trying. I'm trying to double check that to make sure I'm not getting anything wrong. Oh, let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find. I honestly don't know if I'll be able to find the first half standings. Uh. Uh, let's, let's, let's go to, let's go to, uh, I, I don't think I can, uh, jump to, I can't, I, oh wait, no, I can. All right, let's go to June. Let's go, uh, June 30th. Let's see what their record was by the end of June. Uh, I want to double check this. It definitely wasn't good. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, it was. End of June, they were my mistake. I thought it was 42 and 41. By the end of June, they were 41 and 39. Yikes. Like, yikes. And go back, I think. And then go, let's see. Let's see what it was on July 1st. Let's see. But again, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but. Yeah, like I think like July 3rd, like it was looking real like that first week of July, it was looking real grim. Yeah, they were at the uh they were at the halfway mark by like July 3rd cuz what what's the regular season like 162 games. So the Yankees played like 81 games already and they were nine and a half games back on July 3rd. They were 41 and 40. Didn't really look good. And then they pieced it together. So, again, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster of a season. It's been absolute. It's been chaotic. One moment the Yankees are not playing like themselves. And that, that I could honestly say for the first three months of the season, they weren't playing like themselves. 
<clears throat> and then, and, and then you know, you know, trade deadline comes around. They pick up Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I believe they got Clay Holmes out of that uh, trade deadline. Uh, and then I, I could be wrong, but obviously the Yankees got Rizzo and uh, they got Rizzo and Gallo. I I think he got, yeah. Yeah, July 26, 2021, he got traded to the Yankees, so I was right. So that 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 sounds about right, like the trade deadline. Yeah. But and now to see them to see them up two games in the top wild card spot, uh it's great. Obviously, I I really wanted to see them take the division this season, but the way Tampa's been playing, I uh, wasn't able to ha- wasn't able to happen. Of course, Tampa Give cre- I gotta give credit where credit's due. Tampa took the uh, AL East throne for the second straight season. They're a good. They got a good team over there in Tampa. Gotta give them credit. But anyway, honestly, that's it for me. Probably not gonna hear from me for probably probably not for a couple days. Honestly, I'll probably be posting on my social media platforms. Uh, but other than that. Uh, you'll, the next time you see me post will probably be from Yankee stadium. Uh, cause again, going down Sunday, last game in the season, I get to see them take on the Rays. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. Like it's going to be a fun series. Uh, uh, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, I, like I said, I, I'm lucky enough to have been, have been able to go to a Yankees game once this season. Uh, and now the fact that I get to go back, actually get to go back to Yankee Stadium, uh, it's great. And I'm really, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to being back in the Bronx. Uh, but yeah, again, so sorry I went on my little rant right there. But yeah, and with that being said, this has been your host, LT Nasty. I'll catch you in the next episode. And this is has this has been episode 25. Catch you in episode 26. Peace.